0: Open your Bibles, please, to John chapter 2. John chapter 2, and let's take up a subject of the true Jesus Christ versus the holiday of Halloween. Wednesday evening, four days ago, I presented to you a Bible study about another Jesus from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's replace him with the true Jesus Christ of the Bible. John chapter 2, I begin reading at verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple, and the sheep, and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overthrew the tables. And said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house, an house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. This is the true Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. This is how he operates. This is how he acts. He is not that long-haired, effeminate, hermaphrodite that couldn't save or do anything or especially tip over tables and chase sellers and money changers out so fast that they didn't take their money with them. He spilled it out on the ground. And however much supernatural power he employed at the time, we're not told, but it was a wonderful demonstration of real, godly zeal. And they remembered the prophecy of him by the power of the Holy Spirit. These men were not all that bright about the Lord Jesus Christ at this stage of their apostleship, but they remembered it from Psalm 69, that the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what he does when inventions are brought into the house of God. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. A short little verse, a simple little verse, and one that we need to always remember. John 14 and verse 15. If ye love me, this is the true Jesus Christ of the Bible, If ye love me, keep my commandments. He doesn't say, if ye love me, turn the amplifiers up on the praise band. If ye love me, feel fuzzy thoughts about me. If ye love me, keep my commandments. This is the Jesus Christ of the Bible. His commandments are found in the pages of the Bible. There's no commandment outside the Bible. It's all in the Bible. And if we love Him... We'll keep His commandments. I love Him. I believe most of this church loves Him. And we're going to keep His commandments. Amen. Now turn to Matthew chapter 5. This is the Lord Jesus Christ in what is called the Sermon on the Mount. Because seeing a multitude, He went up into a mountain, and when He was set, His disciples came unto Him, and He preached for three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I want verse 19 of chapter 5. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. We are in the kingdom of heaven by submitting ourselves in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ by believing on His name, by being baptized unto Him. And the great ones in His kingdom are those that believe and teach and do even the least of His commandments. And the least in His kingdom are those that don't teach and do the least of His commandments. So as you go through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and you see some things there and you think, well, this isn't all that important or that large. Jesus would agree with you that they may be some of the lesser commandments. But if you want to be great in His kingdom, you want to do them all, including the lesser ones, including even what you might call the least ones. Now Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus has been accused in the thoughts of those standing around Him that he was casting out devils by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And he says in verse 30, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. You have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. Now we just sang that we've made the choice. We are on the Lord's side. And whatever the Lord has told us to do, we're going to do it. Either we are with Jesus, or we are against Him. And so we come to the subject of Halloween. Today is October 25th, which means that Halloween will be kept this coming Saturday evening before Sunday. Do you know how many Christian children will go out trick-or-treating and then show up at Sunday school the next morning? How precious! This past Wednesday night's Bible study about another Jesus was about the devil motivating and directing and teaching and leading and deceiving about another Jesus. And a Jesus that allows Halloween is another Jesus. The Jesus of the Bible would not have anything to do with it, but would abominate everything attached to it. Everything attached to it. And if you think that I don't include bobbing for apples, you're wrong. Because you need to go find out where that custom came from. That was a pagan custom of doing it to the goddess of fruit. Bobbing for apples. Did we used to have fun bobbing for apples? Listen, if we want to start defining things by fun, there's a lot of things that shouldn't ever be said from this pulpit that we did that were fun, but that were wrong and sinful. Right. Right. We want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. This Sunday morning's sermon a few minutes ago was about higher ground and spiritual warfare, and none of this was coordinated. The Lord's arranged some of these things. This past Wednesday evening, I had an email from a pastor describing physical manifestations. On Thursday, I was interviewed by the most popular radio program in Dublin, Ireland, about Halloween. Only God can pull all these isolated events together about Halloween. You know, Ireland is a good place to think about Halloween because it's sort of the home of Halloween. And it was a pleasure to try to get started. Now, I was armed for bear, and they only let me have a few minutes before they realized, let's just cancel this and see if any listeners want to call in about what they've heard. A Catholic nation that celebrates Halloween is just not fair for a Bible believer. There's just too much evidence in the Word of God. Jesus is Lord. We believe in the Jesus of the Bible with no variations allowed to Him whatsoever. When you went home Wednesday night, and the positive point may not have been made too clearly because it was mostly a negative sermon against another Jesus and another Spirit and another Gospel. But when you went home, and what you should go home with today is that the Jesus that I believe in, trust in, love, and want to serve, is the Jesus that the Bible describes without any variation. Without any variation. So when He sits down and gets Himself a chunk of wood, and ties some leather strands to it, and makes Himself a scourge, You visualize it from the words that the Lord's given us. And he takes that thing and he drives the money changers and the sellers of animals out of the temple. And he did it violently, overturning their tables, busting their tables up. And the disciples are just standing there. They're thinking scripture. The Jews stood there and said, by what authority are you messing up our worship? Total difference in response. I hope that you think, I love that verse that explains the whole thing, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. We believe that Jesus is Lord. We reject any other Jesus as a caricature of man's sinful rebellion or the devil's malice against him. We reject every aspect of Jesus that we hear about that we cannot read in the Bible. We declare that true love and service to Jesus Christ is keeping his commandments. So, what is Jesus Christ going to tell us about Halloween? Well, we're Bible Christians, or we wouldn't even know about Jesus Christ. I sent you a little link in the Friday update that had some non biblical sources for the evidence of Jesus of Nazareth's existence, that he was called the Christ, that he started a new religion called Christians, how they lived, how they met, how they worshiped him, how they were model citizens, and so forth that were recorded by those that hated Jesus Christ. But they were historians of the time and of the couple of centuries that followed the time of our Lord. We're Bible Christians. Everything we know about Jesus is here. The few little things that they can tell us are really trivial and not very important. They're just kind of interesting for those who don't think there was a Jesus or who want to discredit Him. Any intelligent atheist that uh, knows his craft knows that he is not supposed to deny the historical existence of Jesus of Nazareth because there's too much evidence for him. Not from the Bible, from other sources. But we know the Lord Jesus Christ from the Bible. Now, if someone says to you, are you a Christian, they're usually going to mean it in the sense of the almanac. The almanac says that one-third of the earth's population is Christian. That doesn't mean anything to us. We're not Christians like that. That includes all the Roman Catholicism, Greek Orthodox, Coptic Church of Egypt, and all the Protestant churches. And, you know, pretty much, let's just go ahead and throw Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, and everyone else into the big pot of what's called Christian. We're Bible Christians. Meaning that our version of Christianity is strictly by the Bible. That's all we are. We are that simple. We worship Jesus of Nazareth, who was and is the Christ according to the Bible. Because without the Bible, we wouldn't know Him. We cannot learn about Jesus Christ from hummingbirds or roses. We learn about Him from the Bible. We cannot learn about Him from the stars and from the moon, but from the Bible. We don't care what 400 other Baptist churches in Greenville County think about Halloween or what they think about Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus Christ as the Bible teaches Him. We hold God's rules concerning all things to be right, and we hate every false way. Amen. What is Halloween? Before the time of our Lord Jesus Christ, the people that stretched from Ireland to Galatia, where Paul preached, were called Celts. C-E-L-T-S. You can pronounce it Celts. No one cares. Both are correct. Both are equally correct. I like to call them Celts so that you will not think that when I say Celtics that I'm talking about a basketball team in Boston. The Celts were the early pagan inhabitants of Europe living living from the British Isles to Galatia. Their educated, professional class, which was also their priests, were called Druids. The Druids led their pagan false Satanic religion with all kinds of animal sacrifices, human sacrifices, different gods from what we believe, and Halloween, as we'll get to in a moment. Their year ended on October 31st. November 1st was the first day of the year to the Celts and their Druid priesthood. And on that first day of the year, they would honor Lord Samhain. Sama. Samay, Samhain. The Lord of the dead. That's an enlightened society. We're going to celebrate our God today on November 1st to get our year started right. The Lord of the dead. On the night before, they believed that it was the night where ghosts and witches would come out and the dead would come out and you could communicate with the dead. And it was a night of All the the trick-or-treating and the customs that you are familiar with, the black cats, the cats, there's stories behind every one of those. Poor Jack. Poor Jack was a soul that wasn't allowed into heaven or to hell, so he was bound to float around lost in space. And so they had jack-o'-lanterns. Jack-o'-lanterns for poor Jack. And so the Druid priests, with their year ending on October 31st, with a day of honor to Lord Sam Hain, Lord of the Dead, on November 1st, would have this dark night where they were fearful of witches running around and they would leave food out for them that could be picked up from tables and so forth and so on. And all of this can be checked out so easily. Remember, there's two source documents now. There's the Bible for everything that I say from the Bible and there is the Google search box for anything I don't say from the Bible about where did Halloween come from. It's a devilish, dark night. I found it interesting that the World Book Encyclopedia was this blunt. It was the Celts who chose the date of October 31st as their New Year's Eve, and who originally intended Halloween as a celebration of everything wicked, evil, and dead. That sounds like a good Christian... Time? Everything wicked, evil, and dead. Their New Year's Eve included the dead coming forth and witches and anything dastardly, diabolical, associated with what we would call sorcery because the Druids were sorcerers. Their contact was with the evil spirits, not with the God of the Bible. They had community bonfires. They masqueraded. They had jack-o'-lanterns, black cats, And the other things that you know are associated with this holiday. And any of these claims can be confirmed by many, many, many sources by a simple search. Now the Roman Catholic Church came along and it had made inroads into Ireland. And how do you keep the Irish happy? How do you keep the Irish happy? They have All Saints Day at this time in the Roman Catholic Church on May 13th. So how do you keep the Irish happy? You change All Saints Day to November 1st, which means it's All Hallowed, All Hallows Day. All Hallows Day. I've taught you all these things, that the word saint is a sanctified person. That means they've been made holy. All Hallows Day. The night before it was called All Hallows Evening. Or All Hallows Mass, Shakespeare. Or... Hallowed evening, as you can tell by just looking at the word. Hallowed evening. Now, now I start to get upset, and so should you. Hallowed evening, October 31st, to keep the Irish happy, to honor the Druids, to honor the Celts, to honor Lord Samhain, Lord of the Dead. Hallowed evening, hallowed evening. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I've I've spoken so nicely about the Irish. Have you ever read anything about the Irish massacres of Christians? They're a terrible blot in history of how many gave their lives for believing like we believe against their superstitious, pagan, profane, abominable traditions brought out of the Druids and their ancient history as a nation. Look at 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 5. For though there be that are called gods. You know, Paul admits that other people call other things gods. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, that includes Lord Samhain, Lord of the dead. The apostle Paul admitted that the rest of the world has lots of gods and lots of lords. But verse 6, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things and we in him. And one, Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. I love that verse. I love those two verses together, condemning the gods and lords of the rest of the world, because there's only one God, our Father, and one, Lord Jesus Christ. So the Roman Catholic Church came along, and this is their method of practice, and they admit it very plainly, that they will adopt pagan practices and customs and days, and whitewash them in order to keep the peasants happy. Because remember, Mass was in Latin, and you are Irish, and so you don't know anything, but you're allowed to keep All Hallowed Evening, as it's now called. You're allowed to keep October 31st, New Year's Eve, and all of its practices, and so none of them have changed. It just got itself a new name. Instead of the end of the year, it became All Hallowed, All Hallows Evening. Halloween. Hallowed Evening. This holiday from druidic sorcery is entirely and only pagan and Roman Catholic. Most Christians never even think about it. Did we, Dad? You'd send Paul, Ruth, and me out to see who could get the most candy. It's okay. We didn't know better. Most Christians never think about it. Paul, remember? We'd come back and dump out our big grocery bags and have these mountains of candy, and we'd start to trade. And Ruth was a little young. <laughs> um, there'd be bonfires in the community, there'd be cider. You've got to go look up every single one of these customs. Right. It's uh, rather interesting. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. All that's happened is merchant men in America have made some coin off it by uh, selling apples and cider and bonfire equipment and, you know, whatever, and candy, and more candy and some candy. Costumes. Lots of costumes. Most Christians never thought about it. They don't have a clue about it. And the only thing they really fear about it is the dentist. As they watch their children throwing all that sugar in their mouths. The holiday is closely associated with the devil, with witchcraft, with the dead, and with Roman Catholicism. The most charitable meaning that we could ever possibly put on it is honoring dead saints the Roman Catholic way, which is heresy. So the highest that we can lift the holiday is heresy of honoring or worshiping dead saints. All Saints Day is November 1st on the Roman Catholic calendar, meaning we have a day... But we've used up all the days of the year for specific saints, so to get all the rest, it's All Saints Day. Because they have birthdays and other days through the calendar year to celebrate specific saints. That is, a Roman Catholic saint. That is, somebody that would burn you or me at the stake. God is holy. Our God is holy. And I don't like... The name Halloween. Because our thrice holy God is not going to give His adjective of holy to Lord Samhain of the dead, of the Druids and the Celts. He is holy. Hallowed be thy name, Lord. To hallow something is to set it aside as holy, consecrated to the use of God only. How can you call that hallowed evening? Because the Catholics have whitewashed it that way. Or it wouldn't have happened. It would still be a night without any church association with it. But if Rome does it, the churches that came out of Rome did it. And so churches have done it. I've seen Baptist churches use black paper and tape up all their windows and turn their church into a haunted house. I've been to Youth for Christ functions. For those of you that may wonder about Youth for Christ that are on college campuses, they go big time for haunted houses because that's how they're going to win souls to Jesus. You know, you get to you get them to crawl through a haunted house, then you have somebody stand up in some devil costume and tell them a little devotional and they can get saved. The problem is it's another Jesus from the first to the end. And it's a ter it's a disgrace. Amen. To apply hallowed to this night of death, darkness, sorcery, and witchcraft is wicked indeed and blasphemous Amen. against the adjective that describes only one being in the universe, and that's our God. Amen. Halloween is devil worship on three levels. First of all, it's devil worship by direct association to sorcery, witchcraft, and the night of the dead. Our God is the God of the, the living. The living. There is another God of this world who has the power of death. Doesn't he? He got our first parents condemned. And it's the devil himself. Halloween is devil worship. It doesn't matter whether you know it or not. Then you're worshiping the devil unconsciously. He is thankful that you who claim to be a Christian are doing something so wicked and profane on October 31st because he knows all the history of it and who it's associated with and that you would want to masquerade your children and send them out to trick or treat. We don't trick anyone as Christians. This is wicked on every level. It doesn't matter how much fun my brother and my sister and I had with candy. For any child in here that is disappointed that you don't have enough candy, come and see me or send me two-word email. More candy. I will bury you with candy. But it won't be on Saturday or Sunday. And we can eat enough or you can eat enough while I watch until you vomit. (laughs) Because too much of honey, the Bible says, will cause you to be sick. Don't just think so foolishly, children. We want you with us that the Lord God of heaven is the God of light. The God of life. The God of righteousness. And He hates sorcery. I asked in Ireland, do your listeners believe in the sixth commandment? Thou shalt not kill. Well, I think they probably do. I heard, I said, well, what about Exodus 22 and verse 28? Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. 22 and verse 18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. What does, what does the religion of God do to all the witches? Under, under a nation where his laws are practiced and applied, they're all killed. Halloween is devil worship by direct association to sorcery, witchcraft, then, and the night of the dead. Second, it is devil worship by its use of Rome. Because when Rome whitewashes a thing, it then becomes a doctrine of devils based on what the Bible tells us. Right. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse nine tells us that Satan is behind the man of sin and the church of Rome. First Timothy chapter four tells us that celibacy and fasting from meats is a doctrine of Devils. Revelation chapter 18 and verse 2 says that in that brothel there is every foul bird and evil spirit. It's a doctrine of devils. Third, it is devil worship by this principle of the Bible. Look at Deuteronomy 32 and verse 17. And this principle of the Bible is that God says any worship to anyone else but me is worship to devils. Or a practice to anything else is a practice to devils. It's in both Testaments and we want to look at both. This is an important principle. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 17, They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. Well, how did they do that? By sacrificing to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. By worshiping gods that were new, that they had learned from the Canaanites, they were worshiping devils. The question that I was supposed to answer is, do you really think that going out trick-or-treating or celebrating Halloween is devil worship? On three levels. What you're doing, when you're doing it, under the name that you're doing it, is devilish. Second, the Roman Catholic Church has whitewashed it and claimed it, that makes it a doctrine of the devil, according to the Bible. Third, right here, if it's to any other God or to honor any other being than the God of the Bible, then the God that their fathers knew, it was to devils, according to, that's how God viewed it. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 so that we can see that Paul taught the same doctrine. There's this idea that Now, we've got a, we've got a couple categories of verses to answer it, but there's this idea that as long as I'm just doing it for children's fun, or if I'm doing it to God, or if I'm doing it to Jesus, then that excuses it. There's a couple of categories of verses that we can use. This is the category that says anything done to another deity or another God or another object of worship is actually turns out to be to the devil. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Did the Greeks have gods? A little g, they had lots of gods. But when they were offering sacrifices to those lots of gods, their pantheon of gods, it was to devils. So on three levels... We are correct, we're right, we're justified by the Bible in saying that Halloween is devil worship. First, because its customs date, name, and everything is associated with Druidic sorcerers and witchcraft. Second, because the Roman Catholic Church has claimed it. Third, because the Lord looks at any worship or any practice that you do that's not toward Him as ending up being toward the devil because who made the arrangement for you to worship something false? The devil did. It doesn't matter what mommy thinks. She is unconsciously worshiping Satan. The world may claim many gods and lords, but there's only one. What is interesting, and there's a couple of members of this church that have pagan relatives. Pagans often make fun of Christians forever celebrating Halloween because they know it's their holiday. What in the world would a Christian touch Halloween for? Pagans know that it's their holiday. God hates Sorcery and witchcraft. And God would have all sorcerers and all witches put to death. And he'll, he'll have His great day. Look at Revelation chapter 21 and let's see what happens to sorcerers. Sorcerers are anyone that in a religious or myster- mysterious way seeks contact with spirits or the devil. Sorcery trying to contact spirits, witchcraft, contacting of spirits. They're very similar to each other. Revelation 21.8, this describes who is in the lake of fire, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This is what our Jesus teaches about sorcery and by connection about Halloween. Look at Revelation chapter 22 and verse 15. For those that are outside the city of Jerusalem. Revelation 22:15. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now the next category of verses is that we aren't supposed to use or adopt any of their practices for our lives. And you know what chapter we go to, don't you? I want everyone to know this chapter. It's Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, where God very specifically through Moses teaches that we cannot take the customs and the practices and the traditions of false religion and try to whitewash them or use them in His worship. Now we've already pointed out that you end up worshiping the devil even though you're doing it to some god. You're you're worshiping the devil. But even when you do it to the Lord, it's condemned. Everyone loves the Ten Commandments. You know, even the Irish. Even Catholics, though they don't have them right, they have to get rid of the second commandment about graven images and falling down to them, so they split commandment number 10, thou shalt not covet into two parts to try to keep the number 10. But you know, there's other thou shalt nots in the Bible. Why don't they care about them? We care about them because Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so these are some of his commandments as well. The first four verses of Deuteronomy 12, the last four verses of Deuteronomy 12. Whenever anybody says to you, Abigail, but I'm doing it to Jesus. Deuteronomy 12, first four verses, last four verses. Watch. These are the statutes and judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye live upon the earth. Ye shall utterly... How much is left? Nothing. Nothing ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess served their gods, upon the high mountains, and upon the hills, and under every green tree. And ye shall overthrow their altars, and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. Ye shall not do so unto the Lord your God. You may not worship God. You shall not. Ye shall not do so unto the Lord your God. You cannot try to worship God with pagan practices and thus starts Deuteronomy 12. The, the last four verses are very similar. Verse 29, when the Lord thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, Whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their land, take heed to thyself, that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. That is wonderfully plain language about our Lord Jesus Christ. That is His doctrine. We do not vary from what He taught us. We don't add. We don't take away. And we certainly don't learn how others... Have worshiped their gods and apply that to the Lord Jesus Christ or to God or to anything else like a fall festival. Are you kidding me? Well, our church is going to have a fall festival instead. We're all going to dress up like Bible characters. I need for you to explain to me how that is better than actually doing Halloween. To me, that's worse. Because you're taking some of God's saints and pretending that you are them and associating them with Lord Sam Samhain of the dead on October 31st. If you really believe in fall festivals, why don't you have your fall festival fall on the first day of fall? Right. Or the last day of fall? Or any other day of fall but October 31st? These are the same kind of people that want baby dedications. They want to bring their little 21-inch baby in in a six-foot dress and bring it before the Baptist pastor and have him pray over it. Where do you think that came from? The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. I've told you how to dedicate your baby. We don't dedicate him in the church like that. We'll pray for your baby. Fill out your prayer card and put it in the offering plate. A fall festival. Well, why don't you get ladies' hose and pull one down tight over your head so that you look like you got your head shaved. Put on some bright bed sheets and go stand around and moan to each other and pretend you're Buddhist. You haven't made it biblical because you're having Halloween with Bible character costumes. He said, don't do it. Don't do it to me. My kids like dressing up. Send me send me an email. I need costumes. I'll send you a cowboy and an Indian. But don't use it on October 31st. Makes me sick. It should make all of you sick yeah. that anybody naming the name of Jesus Christ would have anything to do with death, darkness, devils, witchcraft, sorcery, Roman Catholicism, etc., cats, spider webs, spiders. And of course, we haven't practiced it for many years by the grace of God. Amen. Those verses that I've just shown you are so precious, and I know that many of you know that. Why do churches tolerate it? Most churches allow their families to send their children out trick-or-treating. Don't let me find out about that if you're planning it for this Saturday night or any other church members, I hope. Many churches have Halloween parties for their children and youth. Why? Because they are lockstep with the world. If the world does it, we do it. If the world likes rock and roll music, we bring rock music into our church. If the world does it, we do it. If the White House puts up a great big evergreen tree, we put up a great big evergreen tree. They just keep doing it. If they have an Easter egg hunt on the White House lawn, we have an Easter egg hunt. Lockstep with the world. Lockstep with the religious world. Lockstep with the Roman Catholic Church. The liturgical routine for All Saints Day begins on the evening of October 31st. All Hallow's Mass is turned into Halloween. Investments are made in haunted houses to save people. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul coming and finding out that they're having haunted houses on October 31st to get people saved? A fall festival. Why not dress up like Joseph Smith and his ten wives? And you could all carry the Book of Mormon. I'll buy, I'll buy a copy for you for your fall festival. Go as Joseph Smith and find ten willing girls in the youth department that will go as your ten wives. Say, Pastor, you're so upset. I just hate evil out there. and We've been saved from it by the grace of God. And it's, it's exciting to make war a little tiny bit against the evil around us. And I used to do all those things. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 18. Just give me a couple more minutes. Literally, well, a small number. Deuteronomy 18. The Lord dealt with these subjects in both Testaments. Right. Deuteronomy 18.9 When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn. Thou shalt not learn. Thou shalt not kill. Okay. Thou shalt not steal. That's a good one. Thou shalt not learn. To do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. That's child sacrifice. You say, well, of course I wouldn't do that. Or that useth divination. Ah, that's palm reading or fortune cookies. Or an observer of times. That's your horoscope. Or an enchanter. Or a witch. Or a charmer. Or a consulter with familiar spirits. Or a wizard. Or a necromancer. That's a communication with the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Now you can look at child sacrifice and say, I agree, that's an abomination to the Lord. But the Lord puts all these things in a list. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations, which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times, and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. Amen and amen. We're going to be different. We're going to be very different. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And let me bring this short thing to a close, though there are many, many other points to be made. The Lord Jesus Christ that we worship Hates and abominates Halloween. It's, a, it's contrary to him by every aspect of it. Second Corinthians 6, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Remember what was said about that night? Everything evil, wicked, and dead. And what communion hath light with darkness? What is Halloween known for? Darkness. And what concord hath Christ with Samhain? I mean, Christ with Belial. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? A druid. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. The what God? The living God. Not the Lord of the dead, but the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them. These are wonderful promises, brethren. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now we have a Lord... He's named Lord Almighty. Do you know how He is our Father and we are His children? Do you know how we get Him to walk with us and to dwell with us? By coming out from among them and being separate and not touching the unclean thing. So how much should we touch it? We shouldn't have anything to do with it at all. Flush the fall festival. We shouldn't have anything to do with it at all. Why is it on October 31st? because they want to celebrate Halloween, but they're afraid of a few parents. There it is. Verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them. Come out from among them. Ah, you never wanted to be part of the crowd? You wanted to beat the crowd? You wanted to be at the front of the peloton? Let's come out from among them. right? And be separate. Be separate. Let's be different. We don't celebrate Halloween. We don't have anything to do with it. And touch not the unclean thing. And what does it say? I will receive you. Amen. This is the Bible religion. This is the Lord Jesus Christ the Bible. Right. We do things His way, He'll receive us. Right. We don't do things His way, we will have our part in the lake of fire. In the meantime, He can put together a scourge and drive churches or those in churches under the force of His temporal judgment. He is serious about every infraction, invention, alteration to the worship that God gave in the Bible. And we have New Testament church worship to uphold in our families and in our church, and so we don't celebrate Halloween. We close with Revelation 18 and verse 4, where the great whore is addressed. Revelation 18, 4. Revelation 18.2 is one I referred to earlier, that in Babylon it was the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Verse 4, this is the Roman Catholic brothel. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partaker of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. God will judge all those who have corrupted and blasphemed His religion so much as they do with the holiday of Halloween. I don't even like the the word holiday. That's holy day. And there's nothing holy about Halloween of October 31st of the Roman Catholics and the Druids and the Celts. Thank you, Lord, for saving us, some of us, out of the Celts. Thank you for saving some of us from Ireland, the Irish. And thank you, Lord, for showing us your truth. It's all by His grace. All, all by His grace and all for His glory that He sent it to us and that He gave us hearts that we wanted to receive it and that those hearts over many years have been built up by the Holy Spirit and by His Word that we have great animosity toward that holiday and the other violations of Roman Catholicism and religious tradition in America. This is the best time of the year to stop celebrating Rome's pagan holidays. This is the best time of the year. You stand your best chance right now with God's blessing on your efforts to inform your family because they might be able to see that Halloween is definitely associated with the devil and witchcraft. And so it's easier if you get past October 31st You might be able to use thanksgiving, and I hope that all of you are already beginning plans for a big thanksgiving. We can justify that day. There's materials over here again, and they'll be here for a month that my father prepares every year to promote thanksgiving. It is a national holiday of thanksgiving to God for the blessings of Jesus Christ on this nation and the working of the Holy Spirit. Now, they don't word it that way any longer in the presidential proclamations, but that's how it started. And it isn't from Rome, and it isn't from anywhere else, and it doesn't involve any other God, but the God that we grew up worshiping in this country, who is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and whose kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is from the Continental Congress proclamation. Now's the best time. May the Lord bless each of you and your families. You've got children. You send them to school. They have neighborhood children that they encounter from time to time. They need to be established to a certain degree in the things that we believe so that they are not moved themselves. And if they're asked questions, they can give gentler answers than maybe they've heard today. But we, we just want to follow the Lord the way He said. If we were to say that we loved Jesus that we're thankful for Jesus saving our souls, and then we celebrated Halloween in our families or in our church, it would be another Jesus. Right. He has to be the Jesus of the Bible. If we ever compromise that at all, what will stop us from making the next compromise and then all of the compromises? Right. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word. Amen. Amen.